baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jody Mack is on the mic. He's waited all week to talk to you. Take your calls, read your tweets, and handicap and recap the week that was. Here's Jody Mack. Hour number four on our five-hour get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack hanging with you. We got plenty of time to still shoot the breeze. I'll keep my phone lines open at 855-212-4227. But I've got an excellent guest joining us for the next 10, 15 minutes. I'm very much looking forward to talking to. Uh, You should recognize his name. He's been a prominent head coach in college football for the last couple of decades, including Central Michigan, Cincinnati, Tennessee, and Arkansas State, where he's coaching now with the Red Wolves. Coach Butch Jones joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Coach Jody McDonald, thanks for coming out a couple minutes for us. How you doing? I'm doing great, and Jody Mack, as always, appreciate the opportunity. Our our pleasure. No, thank you for joining us. All right, and I do want to talk about your Red Wolves program and the transfer QB you got coming in next year to hopefully uh, lift your fates and fortunes a little bit. But I do want to roll it back about a decade and change when uh, Cincinnati was recruiting you to become their head coach and leave Central Michigan. Is there any truth to the rumor that you said, well, shoot, yeah, I'm going to take the job. You've got two potential Hall of Famers there and the Kelsey brothers. Why wouldn't I want to come and coach Cincinnati if I got those two guys? Well, you talk about growth and development of two individuals. And uh really didn't know much about the Kelsey brothers uh, going there. And, uh, you know, Jason was a few years ahead of Travis. But, you know, Travis really was kind of, you know, um, not really in the picture, so to speak. And uh, right. everything was about Jason, but uh, the, the transformation that Travis has made as a player, as a person, and then obviously, you know, Jason's been one of those individuals, very consistent, very strong-willed. So to sit back, if you go back in time and you say, are you surprised that these individuals have had the success that they've had? You know, when you look back at it, I would say no, because you know, you look at their competitive character, um, you look at their makeup, their toughness, uh, the way they play the game, the position intangibles that each one presents at their prospective positions. It's really not happened by luck, uh, by chance. It's happened by hard work and the ability to overcome and withstand adversity. All right. You mentioned uh, that when you showed up in 2010, Jason was part of it. Travis was not. Travis spent the year suspended, uh, drug issue. He certainly came back and helped you in following years. But that first year with Jason, a solid guy in the middle of your line, uh, leading. I know what kind of a leader he is for the Eagles now, so I'm assuming he's the exact same in Cincinnati how tough was that year for him being out there trying to advance his own career, win for you and his teammates, but doing so without his brother? Well, I think when you look at them, you know, you, you talk about families and bonded by love and respect and brotherhood. 
you know, these are probably the two closest knit brothers I've ever been around. Um, <laughs> you know, the love that they have for each other, the respect that they have for each other. You know, I think Jason being the older um, sibling, I think just Travis, the amount of respect that he has for Jason. And I know that that year was really extremely challenging uh, with Jason. And then when, when Travis, uh, you know, was suspended, we had to, to get him right. And, you know, he was kind of behind on the maturity and uh, Jason was gone. He was a rookie with the Eagles at that point in time. And Jason and I talked quite frequently and, you know, we set up a plan and uh, it's been well documented. So I called him in the office, uh, suspended him, and I said, I'll give you an opportunity to earn your way back on the team, but you're going to have to have a 3.0 in the spring semester. And if you ask Travis, he jokes about it. He ain't never had a 3.0 in his life. <laughs> and uh, very fittingly, I believe he had about a 3.2. Nice. And then probably the, the most amazing thing happened was uh, every uh, summer we have a group of uh, retired United States military come in. It's a company called The Program. And they come in and they train your football team. It's a two-day event, and it's on leadership. And it's really leadership training through shared adversity and then what a good teammate looks like. And they go through about 24 hours, and it's, it's grueling, it's grinding, uh, it's mentally exhausting. It's, there's some physical challenge to it. But then they come in and they do a debrief with the coaches, and they actually tell you who the leaders of your football team are. And remember, Travis really hadn't done much in his career up to that point in time. But I always had a soft spot for Travis because there was a lot of good. Travis is a very good person. And uh, so uh, the leader of the program looks at me and says, Coach Jones, you may not want to hear this, but the leader of your football team is Travis Kelsey. Wow. And I looked at him, and he said, he has influence. And I thought to myself, there's no way. And I will tell you this, they were 100% correct. I have never seen an individual make a transformation like he did, apply himself. He was the leader of our team. He was the heart and soul. He set the foundation of physicality. And I used to chuckle because before every game he wore 18 at Cincinnati, that the the officials would come up uh, to me for the game. And this happened before every game. And they said, now, Coach Jones, we need you to do one thing. We need you to control 18 today now. He likes to play through the echo of the whistle. And I would smile because I knew that had come from the opposing coach, so we had a competitive advantage right there. But uh, just the progress, you know, Travis has made has really been, been really remarkable to watch. And then when you look at Jason, Jason, you know, for the stature, he was an undersized offensive lineman. He was about 285 pounds. And uh, that summer going into his senior year, he came to me and said, Coach, I think I want to switch to linebacker. And I started laughing. He goes, no, I'm serious. I'm probably not going to get big enough, and I'm going to play in the NFL. I said, with all due respect, you're going to stay at center, and we're going to help you put the weight on. But when you look at it, he came out, and he really, you know, with the intangibles and the specifics by position in the offensive line, he really didn't meet a lot of that criteria. So, we had a number of franchises coming in, and some worked them out as a linebacker. Some worked them out as a fullback. Um, but, you know, what he possesses, he's extremely intelligent, and he's as tough-minded and as tough as an individual as there is. 
And so really there's no secret that, you know, he anchors and he sets the tone up front for the Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles were smart enough, maybe quasi-lucky enough to get him in the sixth round. Sixth round! And the guy for me is a first ballot Hall of Famer. So the story you told about the, the people coming in to give you insights to your team when they work with them and who the actual leaders are, and they told you that it was Travis. I take it that was 2011 or 12 after Jason had left the program and gone to the Eagles? That is correct. That was Travis's last year at Cincinnati. Okay, because I guarantee you Jason would have been the choice if it had been 2010. No, 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 no question about that. But, you know, I think – the thing is, is, is Travis is very prideful, and Travis is one of those individuals who hates to disappoint. And I know he didn't want to disappoint Big Brother, and, uh, you know, he looked up to him. And like I said, the story is really remarkable. And Travis is one of my all-time favorites, um, you know, and it's just to see his progression of really becoming the face of that organization, the face of the tight end position in the National Football League. But, you know, the thing about Travis is he's as gifted as an athlete as they're come. And I joke about it. If he would have went out for baseball at Cincinnati, he would have he would have been the starting pitcher. If he would have went out for basketball, he would have been he would have been one of the starters on the basketball team. He's that uniquely gifted. And I know he's a great high school or a great uh, hockey player when he was younger, but he's exceptionally gifted as an athlete. All right, so let me ask you this, because I've been asking everybody this for weeks now because we watched Kansas City, now they're back on the Super Bowl again. Great showdown, two Kelsey's, blah, blah, blah. It, Patrick Mahomes, they lose Tyreek Hill. They bring in a couple of veteran wide receivers, good wide receivers, but not superstar wide receivers. So you look at any time they snap the ball, who would I try and take out if I were the opposing team's defense? Well, start with Travis Kelsey, and then go to Travis Kelsey. And my third choice would be to stop Travis Kelsey because if I get beat by Marquez Valdez-Scanling, okay, fine. I just don't want to get beat by Kelsey. Yet he gets open 10 to 12 times a game. And I don't just mean open. I don't mean athletic plays going up, contested balls, 50-50s, and he athletically takes it away from the defender. No, he's just wide open. Is he that good a route runner that he just gets separation on every single play? You're singing his praises as an athlete, and I think as a tight end, he's a phenomenal athlete, but he can't compare athletically to the Devontae Adamses of the world and the other wide receivers. He gets more open than they do. How the hell does he do it? Well, besides his toughness, I'm going to tell you how he does it. Instincts. He has tremendous instincts. And if you look at, there's a lot of times where he'll break a, a route off uh, he can find the open zone. He knows how to get open and create separation versus man coverage. You know, obviously they do a great job schematically of really, you know, putting him in matchup positions, you know, so kind of forcing the hand of a defense of who they're going to match up against. But really at the end of the day, that's really been one of his great skill sets, and it's his instincts for the position. He just has a unique way of being able to get open and, and feel it and find it. And I think that's really the great separator of really what makes him different than any other tight end in the National Football League. We're talking to Butch Jones, former Kelsey coach at the University of Cincinnati, also Central Michigan, and right now at Arkansas State. And I'll get you an Arkansas State question or two before we get out of here, Coach. But one last Kelsey question. Uh, having had both kids there, know you had to get to know the Kelsey family. 
Uh, Mama Kelsey is becoming a bit of a star this week with her half uh, chief, half eagle jersey and asking who she's going to root for. And I thought she was great this week when she said, well, only one of two my two sons has given me grandchildren. So uh, I don't want to say that I'm leaning one way or the other, which is in Jason's favor. How big a part? We know how tight Jason and, and, and Travis are. How how tight was the family? How much Very, did that get him yes. back into your good graces to become a star tight end for you at Cincinnati? Very tight. Very close-knit family. You know, and I think you can see it. I think, you know, the one uh, video that was on Twitter that showed uh, Jason and his family watching the end of the Chiefs game, and Jason had his Chiefs sweatshirt on, and then after it's over with, he kind of politely takes it off and does the same <laughs> thing and puts his ego... <laughs> That right there, that that video that was on Twitter and social media, that summarizes what that family's all about. Tremendous pride, uh, so much love in that family, so much respect, expectations. It's a very unique family. All right. Uh, One of your stops on your coaching tour between Tennessee and Arkansas State was a couple years at Alabama under Coach uh, uh, Saban. And while you were there, you had a quarterback who was a part-time starter, came off the bench, turned into a pretty good NFL player by the name of Jalen Hurts. When you had Hurts the year you were an offensive assistant at Alabama, did you know that this monster upside that he realized this year with the Philadelphia Eagles was there in the, for the taking? Well, I think when you look at Jalen, he's always been a winner. You know, everywhere he's he's gone, he's won, whether it was at high school Obviously, whether it was at Alabama winning a couple of national championships and now into the National Football League, and there's something to be said about that. He just has a a poise uh, about himself, a quiet confidence, and he, he can elevate everyone's play around him. And, uh, you know, you, you look back, you know, it's another remarkable story where, you know, he actually came in um, and, and, and helped us win the SEC championship and led us from behind and led us in a two-minute drill against against Georgia. And that was very fitting. And I think, again, in the world of everyone leaving in the transfer portal and, and obviously when, when Tua was a starting quarterback, for, for him to sit where he sat uh, was a great teammate, very, very supportive. And probably if you asked him, he probably learned more about himself in that year than any. And he's probably been able to really apply this to the next level. But he has great poise. Great confidence, and again, it's no surprise he's doing what he's doing as well. Unbelievable work ethic as well. Uh, a great quote from Nick Sirianni, his head coach, said, I don't know what Jalen's ceiling's going to be, but I'll guarantee you he reaches it. Whatever he's capable of becoming, yep. he will become that because of his work and de- dedication to become the best that he possibly could be. And uh, there, other than Mr. and Mrs. Hurts, his parents, I don't even know if uh, Jalen knew he could be as good as he was this year for the Eagles. All right, Coach. Well, uh, that's, one... a, that's another side story. Not to interrupt you, but sure, please. that's another side story You know, with how far Jalen has come with his career. Uh, as well. So when you really look at kind of going into this Super Bowl, there's so many great human interest stories that really surround two great football teams. So I'm hoping it ends up to be a great game. All right. So where next Sunday will Coach Jones be watching a couple of his former players from Cincinnati, one specifically at quarterback from Alabama? Where do you watch it and do you root? 
Well, that's a difficult question, and um, I'll probably be sitting at home in a quiet room, you know, really watching the game and just really watching them compete and kind of being like a proud dad. You know, not only do we have, you know, Travis and Jason in the game, but Trey Smith is the starting right guard for the Chiefs who recruited, who we recruited and played for us at Tennessee. So we have those two individuals on on the Chiefs and then obviously – you know, with Jason, with the with the Eagles, and then Derek Barnett uh, is another individual who we recruited oh, and played for us at Tennessee. Who's on injured reserve? Got Jalen Hurts and Smitty. So uh, it's going to be a fun fun uh, Sunday to watch the game. But I'm going to be neutral. Okay, you're staying. You're sticking with neutral. That's your story, and you're sticking to it. Good for That's you. Exactly right. right, Coach. A couple of quick questions. Your program in college football heading into 2023. Uh, I did read that you got a pretty big transfer, a kid who's played at big programs. I don't know if that goes back to your Tennessee ties as well. Uh, give us the uh, updated uh, scouting report on the uh, new quarterback you have next year that you got out of the transfer portal. Well, we're excited. You know, we, we've had to rebuild a program from ground zero. We've had two back-to-back top recruiting classes in the group of five and in the Sun Belt. So, now we have the foundation and peace, and as we know with the transfer portal now, the world is ever-changing. But to be able to add an individual like J.T. Shroud, who we felt going in was one of the best quarterbacks in the portal, and you know we fit everything that he was looking for, and, and he fits everything that we're looking for. So it was a great, uh, you know, I think a great uh, two parties coming together to really meet each other's needs. And he's a great individual, extremely competitive, just like the individuals we've talked about this evening. So we're excited. We're excited where our program is going to start to go in year three. It's been a journey, but uh, I want to invite you. And if you ever want to come to watch us play in Jonesboro, Arkansas, we have tremendous facilities. We'd love to have you come and be my guest. Thank you very much for that coach. I will consider it. Um, Last question for you. And Arkansas State is different than that other school in Alabama. I think they call themselves the Crimson Tide. So there are different levels of college football, and you're in the Sun Belt where you're at right now. Recruiting. If you have to do 100% recruiting, we always think of recruiting as getting high school kids to come and become stars at your program. It's now much more than that with the transfer portal. If you had to break down the 100%, of importance to your program where it's at right now to be able to recruit the way you want to recruit, how would you split up the transfer portal and the high school kids you got coming in if you had to divvy up the 100% in the recruiting world? Well, you know what? That's a great question, and uh, we talk about it all the time, and I think roster management today's world of college football is absolutely vital. And uh, we made it a point we're still going to build with high school players I think you build that. Um, I think you're really living on the edge if you're living in the portal year to year. So we actually signed, I believe it's the most high school players in the Sun Belt. We actually signed 23 high school players uh, over the two signing periods, and then we were able to bring in about 12, 12 to 13 transfers, 13 to be exact. So, um, you know, we're still going to build it uh, with high school players and then supplement it with transfer players. Um, but, you know, I think in today's world, you know, the, the love for football, the love to practice, the competitive nature, the competitive character is never more important than sticking to your recruiting profile and being able to execute that. 
Sounds like a guy who knows to build a program, and they will only get better at uh, Arkansas State. I can guarantee you that. Coach Jones, thank you very much for, A, coming on, and, B, sharing great stories. I know you're going to enjoy yourself. You're going to be a little torn while you're watching the game. That's right. But you will enjoy yourself on Sunday. Do just that. Well, thanks again for your time, and thank you for all you do for this great sport, and I hope you enjoy watching the game next week as well. We will do just that. That is Coach uh, Coach Jones did a phenomenal job uh, jumping in with us. Butch Jones, head coach of Arkansas State, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Jody Mack, running a little late. Got to get a break in here. Then we'll come back, restoke the phones. Some fun Kelsey stories there. He started with Jason. He finished with Travis. He had them both at Cincinnati. Just never had the two of them together at the same time. But they'll be together on the field next week. The first time ever brothers will match up in the Super Bowl. Eagle fans, Chief fans, football fans, get on my phone lines, 855-212-4227. The Mac Man here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 